Running with Jake, the podcast. On this episode... I had a a thing where I used to do this at my mum's house. What I'd do is, rather than curating my own recipe book, what I'd do is I'd annotate her recipe book. So, like, her recipe, her Delia Smith book or whatever she got, I'd go writing biro. I'd go, (laughs) add more of this, do this, do that. (laughs) She's going, what are you doing? What are you doing? Be honest, did you ever give Delia a beard? Uh... It wasn't a beard, we'll leave it, it there. We'll leave it, it there. Wasn't we'll a leave beard. it there. Running with Jake, the podcast. Because every runner needs the occasional plot, and here's your host, Jake Lowe. It is that time again. We are back. We are firing on all cylinders today. You'll be pleased to hear it is indeed the Running With Jake podcast, your weekly dose of running motivation. That's what this show is all about. You know, we want to have fun. We want to motivate you. We want to inspire you. And, of course, we want to give you some really credible, sound, solid running advice that you can apply to your own training to help you get more out of the sport. Somebody that definitely needs a little bit of motivating. I'm I'm seeing on the video, which I've got in front of me here, on the video call is... is, (laughs) Is my producer Pete? What, what are you wearing, man? What do you mean? You don't have to tell everybody about it. This is—I'm in my pajamas. Yeah, but we're open. We talk about this. They're friends. We—we we have friends listening to the show. What? What is? What? 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 Are, they, are they pajamas? Yes, they are pajamas. These are Marvel pajamas. I'm guided, my friend, by Iron Man and um, and Captain America today. So you know, I'm motivated. I'm on it. I I, I just started to feel guilty about wearing pajamas. I mean, we're, we're, we're we've just gone midday, right? And I'll be in my pajamas for most of the day today because and and I, and I figured this that it's completely acceptable because Winston Churchill ran the country in his pajamas and from his bed. If he can do that, I can produce a couple of podcasts in my pajamas. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I have literally no comeback to that. I I, I need to process that and I'll probably drop <laughs> you a message a little bit later going, I've got it. Yeah, I yeah, know yeah. why you shouldn't be producing the show wearing the pajamas. <laughs> but then it just just stand up. I can't see them like fully. Just, I can see it when you re- when you recline in your chair, I get a cl- I get a glimpse of Iron Man's head, but yeah. that's it. So just stand. I don't want to stand up fully. I don't want to draw attention to this because I've not got any underpants on. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, proper superhero. Yeah, proper superhero. Yeah, they're not bad actually. They're yeah. pretty Hulk. Good to be Look fair. at that Hulk. Where, yeah, where that's is cool. He? Oh. Yeah, he's on my knee. Hulk's on my knee. There so he is. this is your weekly dose of running motivation <laughs> with that. Uh, the super fired up producer Pete. Do you know I I actually got a boost of um, motivation the other day. You know. How so? So, so I was on the receiving end of motivation, which which does happen on occasions. Look, we keep it very real, don't we? You know, I I, I am generally somebody that is pretty positive. Uh, glass is half full. I, I sort of bounce around, and I'm up for it. But not always. We all need a little bit of acknowledgement, a bit of a lift every now and then. Did you see the video on Facebook? The the, the Facebook live I posted. The well, I say I posted. My girlfriend Martina forced me to do a Facebook live. I had absolutely no idea what was going on. She said to me, "Look, we've got to be back for six p.m. We're out in the car." She said, "You got? We're at IKEA of all places. We've got to get back for six because you need to do a Facebook live video." I'm like, "What do you mean I need to do a Facebook live video? I mean, it's my page. What do you mean I know when I need <laughs> right. to do a Facebook live?" She's like, "No, no, you got to you got to do a Facebook live." I'm like, well, what? On what? What am I talking about? She's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. What do you mean, don't worry about it? Anyway, it turns out that this surprise had been arranged, as you saw on the video, and from the, the guys at Aldridge Running Club, 
ARC, as they are known. Great bunch of guys. I've never met them, by the way, but they re- they're really supportive of, of what we do, so they're always listening to the, the podcast. They check out and get involved in the Bulletproof Live workout. So every Friday morning at 7.30, if you don't know about this, on my Facebook page, Rooney with Jake Facebook page, every Friday morning, 7.30, we do a Bulletproof Live workout, which is a bit of fun. We do some core, we do some whole body movement patterns, and it's completely live, and it's for all levels of ability. Well, these guys are really supportive, and as a thank you... They sent me a running vest. Look at this. I've got it here. I One know. Their... It's lovely. It's How great. How cool is this? That's I, I really can, nice. I can believe it. That Facebook video was really lovely, actually, because you were genuinely touched, and that was really nice. And it is, it's really nice when people share their appreciation for something, but at the same time, you see, you're a, a glasses-half-full type person, like you said. Most Unfortunately, I think I'm a glasses-half-empty type person because the way I look at it, and this scares me that I'm even thinking this and genuinely going this way, but the podcast is free, yeah? Everyone gets the podcast for free. Sure. That's it. Therefore, there's been no payment. There's been There's no expectation for it to be good because... You're not paying for it. It's free. However, what the guys from Aldridge Running Club have done is they've now paid you with a shirt. There's been a transaction. Which there's been a transaction, exactly. Which means they've they've paid you with a shirt and now you need to give quality content. And I'm looking down, I'm looking down the reviews. And there are some really nice reviews. If you want to rate and reviews, by the way, do that. I'd love you to do that on the app. Um, there are some really nice reviews here. Uh, it says um, great podcast with great information for runners without being dull. You see, that's an expectation now. We can't be dull. If for any moment we're dull, we are going to disappoint running with Cliff. Who's the who's the, the, the reviewer there? Um, ba, 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 let me see. What else we got? What else we got? Um, the interaction between Jake and Pete is great. What if on one day the interaction between us isn't great? That would it never worries happen, me. though. That it would never me. happen. But it, do you know what? It, we, we, it worries me that we're going to disappoint Sath Cat. That's Sath Cat there. We are under pressure here. And, 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 you know, I love this vest. I was really keen to wear it during mm. this week's Bulletproof Live, 7.30 Facebook. But now I'm not sure. It's the whole transaction thing. I wonder <laughs> if I can send it back. I wonder, Let me just... Because it did send me a letter as well. <laughs> send it back. Does it say anything about returns? There's nothing about returns here, which is a bit of a bummer, actually. <laughs> no, there's nothing. There's nothing. I mean, there's somewhere in the West Midlands, so I could just kind of uh, potluck and try and send it back somewhere and hope they receive it. And then we can go back to creating a really poor podcast. Yeah, which is what I enjoy doing. It's the best thing. It says here, um, quality uh, quality produced. I mean, we just bang it together. I say to you, mate, let's bang together the podcast. You go, if that's quality production, I don't know. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not going for quality. I thought that was an official technical term. I thought that's what you podcast producers refer to. Uh, you know, ba- we need to bang it together when I get the message from you. Copy and paste. Jake, Jake, we need to bang mm. the show together for next week. No, you see, people are of the opinion, it's Ashtap is of the opinion that this is a carefully crafted podcast. It's not, it's just banged together. Well, look, it, come on. It worries me. This is your weekly dose of running motivation. I'm up for a challenge. We clearly need to roll our sleeves up, get stuck in, create some absolute quality content. We can do that. That's what it's about. We want to help people to improve their running. And actually, on that very note, you'll be impressed with this because we have some great advice and tips to give you. I want to talk about one of the most important elements of running that I think really affects affects so many runners out there. Running with Jake, the podcast, your weekly dose of running motivation out every Wednesday. Never miss an episode by subscribing now. So one of the biggest reasons that many people choose to get into the sport running in the first place is to lose weight. Now, this can be a primary reason for many people or it can be a secondary reason, you know? People might want to get into running because they want to achieve goals like crossing 
the line in a marathon, they might want to raise money for a charity, but their secondary goal may be to drop a few pounds as well. And running can be a fantastic weight loss tool, but there are some serious things to consider and apply in your training if you do want to lose weight. Now, I'm not a nutritionist, we're not dietitians, but we do have a nutritionist on the show very soon in the next few weeks, so make sure you do keep listening to the podcast. But we want to share some thoughts with you here because I'm somebody that is conscious about maintaining weight, and I certainly don't want to put on weight, even though I'm not trying to lose it. I also want to make sure that I'm fueling my sessions effectively as well because that's really important. So I've got eight tips, eight thoughts, eight considerations for you to put into your own training to help you to potentially use running as a weight loss tool. Now, Pete, I know this is a big thing for you, actually, because you've you've touched on this before. One of your big whys for getting into running and starting the Couch to 5K course is to lose weight, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, pretty much that and the age thing. Um, I'd rather get older and um, not be fat and old um, be a little bit slimmer and older I've always kind of struggled with my not struggled with my weight but I've always been a bit chunkier than than I should be and uh, and, and just you know you, you say you say it works so I'm willing to trust you <laughs> Running is a fantastic weight loss tool, but you have to get things right. The mm. reason it's such a good weight loss tool, one of the reasons, is because it's completely weight-bearing. So you, when you're out there, when you're running, it's you versus gravity. You're propelling yourself forward. You're creating that locomotion to move forward. There's, n- It's not like you're sat on a bike. It's not like you've got the water underneath you in a swimming pool, if you're swimming, that can support your body weight. Of course, they are also fantastic weight loss tools, but there's kind of no escape with running. Everything is an effort. Even if you run super slow, you are still getting through that run and those ticking off those kilometers or those miles so number one that i think is really important to consider if you do want to use running as a weight loss tool is always remember that energy is king now what i mean by this is you have to balance the energy in and the energy out now the energy in is simply the calories that you consume and the energy out is your expenditure now that could be your everyday energy expenditure just through the the job that you have the lifestyle that you have but also added to that is how much training you do. And the more you train naturally, the higher your energy demands. So your body will need more energy, therefore you will need to eat more calories. And it doesn't really matter which diet, if you like, or program you follow in terms of trying to lose weight. So whether there's so many different types of diets out there, fasting is obviously a big thing at the moment, and this can take different forms where you have periods of just not eating across the week. But ultimately, it's all about balancing energy in and energy out. Now, yes, sure, it is about what works for the individual because some people don't want to monitor what they consume. They find it an effort. They find it hassle because it's another consideration. In an already busy life, do we really want to count our calories? Well, actually, if you do and you spend a little bit of time doing it, I think that can be really helpful. And there's so many tools out there. So Martina and I, that we track our nutrition all the time, we use an app called MyFitnessPal, Many of you may be familiar with MyFitnessPal. It's a great app and it just enables you to track exactly what you're consuming in terms of your calories, but also broken down into carbohydrates, proteins and fats. Really useful, but also it takes time to get involved in it. You know, we weigh our food all the time. We just do because it's easy. We have a pair of scales on the kitchen side and every time we get some food, we just put the bowl or the plate on the scales and we weigh what we're consuming. It's simple. It's easy because I find that if if you don't weigh what you're consuming, you'll probably end up overestimating what how much you need, you know, whether that's pasta, whether that's rice, whether that's potatoes, whether that's breakfast cereal, whatever it might be. The tricky thing with rice, you see, is when you cook it, it expands. 
and then you've no. got a bowl full of rice and you're going, right, I don't like waste and I'm not supposed to freeze that, I'm not supposed to do anything with it, I've got to eat that. So I've got a massive, I've got a massive bowl full of rice and I'm going, well, someone's got to eat it, I don't like waste. And that's a really valid point because you're right, as food does expand, we, we, we look at the dry weight and we think, well, oh, okay, I'm going to need more than that. That's ne- I'm really hungry, that's never yeah, going to yeah, fill yeah. me up. So then you end up overcooking. Or if you're cooking for more people, you end up going, oh, I don't want to leave them hungry. So you just go mad. <laughs> and then do. it's like a giant pasta party every evening. <laughs> so absolutely weighing what you consume, I think, is important. Now, you need a starting point. Unfortunately, it's not an exact science. We'll put this to the nutritionist that we're speaking to in a few weeks. But it isn't an exact science and you need a starting point so if you use an app like my fitness pal or there's there's lots of calculators out there on all you have to do is google nutrition calculator and you'll find one where it asks you to put in your lifestyle stuff so it might be how active you are it might ask you your weight and your your sex and then it will give you what it estimates your calorie consumption to be on a daily basis once you've got that use that as a starting point stick to it for a period of time and then monitor what's happening Are you putting on weight? Are you losing weight? Are you staying the same? Do you feel like you haven't got the energy for your interval sessions? So you're building a picture of your calorie consumption and then you can make those little tweaks. If you don't monitor what you're doing, it can be very hard to make those adjustments. You need to know that you are moving forward. So number one, energy is king. Always remember that, very important. You've got to balance how much you're consuming with how much you are burning. Number two, is know what your obstacle is. Now, we all have a different obstacle to losing weight. I know this from being a personal trainer for many years. For some people, it might be time that is the issue because they're super busy, they have a big family, they have a very busy job, and to eat well often takes organisation. You've got to plan what you're eating. You might have to spend some time bulk cooking, batch cooking, as it were, and then putting stuff in the freezer. So you've got good quality, wholesome meals and snacks to hand. Is time a factor for you? Is it knowledge? Do you know what a good food and a bad food looks like? Do you know what a good diet and a bad diet is? Because for some people that don't have that knowledge, maybe that is an area that you need to address. It could be availability. Now, when I had um, many clients that were, let's say, sales reps or they were on the road a lot when I was a personal trainer, a big obstacle for them in terms of eating well was availability availability of good quality food. I know this when, okay, not the moment through lockdown, but you know when I'm doing trips back and forth and I'm coming to visit you in the East Midlands, Pete, from from down in Bristol where I am. If I need to eat on the go and eat on the road, it's actually really difficult. Even in 2020, you would think there'd be an abundance of healthy options. But it's not always the case. It's still the prepackaged food. You see, regardless of the options that are there, I'm always getting a Genesis pasty, just as a side dish. You which know, is the classic there, there. on the road grab and go isn't it the ginsters <laughs> pasty from the petrol station but this is exactly the point so you've got to find what is your obstacle once you know that you know what it is you're dealing with you know what it is that you've got to try and tackle and overcome number three kind of connected to number one which is about energy being king number three is create a deficit so the only way you're going to lose weight is by actually creating a calorie deficit so you've got to burn more than you consume which we touched on earlier so whether it's fasting weights weight watches slimming world whatever diet process system you want to follow they're all designed to help you to create a calorie deficit and i really believe pete that actually you know when people say and i've heard you say this before over the years you know when people attempt a diet or a system or a process as it were to lose weight and then they go do you know what? it didn't work for me tried that and didn't work what they really mean is that they didn't stick to it 
they mm. they just they or they miscalculated it they they thought they were sticking to the diet and getting the numbers right but actually they were out by however many it's like when i went on the slim fast diet and had those slim fast milkshakes and i went that's not enough to keep me going that isn't i'm feeling faint um, but i really enjoyed the slim fast milkshake so what i did is i started eating my normal food that i'd eat and i'd have a slim fast milkshake as like a as a drink <laughs> which, a top which, is, no. which is the wrong thing to do <laughs> completely now i'm not going to get into the whole is this a good thing or is this a bad thing and i and i see you know i really do see the appeal of these quick fix solutions I, I, of course there's an appeal there. i mean who doesn't love a milkshake mate it's delicious <laughs> and nutritious and really <laughs> fattening when you have your normal food up until the really fattening until you have normal food it sounded like an advert then for them <laughs> now i'm not going to get into whether they're a good thing or a bad thing these quick fix diets and i i totally get the appeal it makes sense doesn't it because if we want to achieve anything in life and somebody says look here's a really quick solution here you know just take this magic pill and actually what's going to happen is you'll break three hours in a marathon well i'm going to take that all day long mm. rather than follow the the, the the perhaps more appropriate route which is hard graft and dedication commitment frustration yada 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 so i totally get the quick fix but actually Actually, the argument is, is it sustainable? That's the question. If you're doing these quick fix shakes and hits, trying to reduce calories, really low calorie consumption, yes, you drop weight, but actually how sustainable is that as a lifestyle? And remember, we're talking running here. So we, we do have naturally a goal of wanting to run well, most of us, even if we want to drop a few pounds, we want to run well, we want to achieve certain goals in races. So we've kind of, I think it's quite hard for runners because it's not purely a weight loss thing for most of us. I think many people want to achieve as well. So you've got to get those energy demands right and there isn't a magic food you know when people say well i've you know how's your diet been good or bad well i haven't i've cut out crisps and chocolate okay great but actually if you're eating bananas and they're a good food for you i'm sure would agree they're a nutritious food but if you're overeating bananas and therefore you're consuming more calories than you should be guess what's going to happen you're not going to lose weight or you'll end up putting on weight so number four, eight considerations when using running to lose weight is don't trust the tech. Now, I'm a big fan of tech. I love the whole GPS watch thing. I love to get on Strava and I use a Garmin. So I'm looking at Strava. I'm looking at Garmin Connect. It's given me all those analytics and those numbers and the details and metrics. And I, I use it to analyze my runner's training. But where calories are concerned, it's definitely a guesstimate. Now, they'll use various formulas to say, well, you've done this run, therefore you have lost X amount or rather you have burnt X amount of energy in terms of calories. I don't even bother with it. In fact, I said this to one of my runners the other day. She put in the performance community WhatsApp group we've got. She said, oh, you know, for you guys that are using my fitness pal, because she's getting into this now. This is Sammy, who's in Canada, by the way. She said, um, do you link Strava to your my fitness pal and do you find that actually there's a difference between and da 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 and i just jumped in there and i said look do you know what i wouldn't e i'd just totally ignore it i wouldn't even connect the two and it's the same if you are training at home or if you're back in a gym once gyms are allowed to open again and you're on the treadmill or if you're doing some cross training and you're on an elliptical trainer or you're on the the stepper or the bike a lot of these machines will tell you how many calories you've burned and it's the same when i was in the gym when i was a personal trainer for virgin active and david lloyd clubs i'd just totally ignore the calories the numbers that it told you on the treadmill because often i think there's a it, it's it's kind of over complimentary it thinks that you've burnt more an overestimation rather it thinks you've burnt more than you have but then of course what do you do you think oh wow it's telling me i've burnt 500 calories so I, i've justified this food when very often we haven't so i would not trust the tech number five all runs are not created equal 
Now, this is a big thing. I think when people first start running, definitely, because because there's effort there, as we always talk about, no run is really easy, and this is probably a subject for another show, but no run is truly easy because there's always effort involved, you, especially when you're new. You know, you've said this yourself, Pete, every run is like an effort. You know, When people are saying, well, you've got to run easy now, or Michael Johnson on your couch to 5K saying, just do another three minutes easy. Well, it's not easy, is it? It's an effort. I'll be honest, the, the hardest part, genuinely, and I'm not even joking, um, because I am only running 5K, so it's not a great deal um, but the hardest part is actually just getting my shorts on getting my shoes on and getting out the front door that's the hardest bit which is often the case isn't it just that yeah. moment having that motivation to get out the door in the first yeah, place yeah once, once I get out there I actually know I can do the distance now so I, I'm, I'm alright with that I'm pretty cool and I just go right this is going to take me half an hour to go for a run now but actually getting to the front door is the trickiest thing but once you're out there you've done the run you come back I think there's many people in their head that think, great, I've done that run, therefore I have justified this. Mm. And you probably haven't. So what I'm saying is, really consider the intensity of the session that you've just done. And you almost have to take yourself out of the situation, take a step back, because when you come through the door, often you're like, oh, I'm pleased that's done, you know, thank gosh, now you know, I'm going to shower, I want to crack on. You feel like you sort of want to reward yourself for your efforts, and understandably so, but I think many runners want to reward themselves with food. And that's fine, again, as long as you get that balance right. So not all sessions are created equal. You know, if you go out there and you do a really tough interval session, or you're doing a, a, a long run, if you're in marathon training, you're going out and you're doing 12, 13 miles or plus at the weekend then obviously you're going to burn more calories aren't you than if you're just doing a very easy short run so i think having that awareness is really important now, i'll tell you what it's about pete actually it's connected to something called epoch an epoch is an acronym it stands for excess post exercise oxygen consumption easy for you to say (laughs) yeah well i'm not as the case may be and what it really means is it's like an afterburn effect Mm. so i'll try and give you an example here if you go and do a 30 minute easy run now a true easy run by the way Mm. once you have finished that session so you you're out there you're elevating your heart rate you're burning more calories than you would do if you were just sat down when you get back from that 30 minute run your body returns back to the normal rate it burns calories at pretty quickly. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course it does, yeah. So you do a 30-minute easy run, you're burning more calories during that 30 minutes. When you get back, you pretty much go back to the your resting metabolic rate, the rate that you normally burn calories at pretty quickly. If you do something a lot more intense, so let's say you're doing an interval session and a really tough one, you might be doing three minutes, hard effort, and you might be giving yourself 90 seconds rest and you might repeat that eight times after you've done a nice warm-up. That's a pretty tough session if you're really going for it. Once you've returned back home and you've finished that session, the rate at which you burn calories at remains elevated for a longer period of time and that's what's referred to as epoch that excess post exercise oxygen consumption simply means your body needs more oxygen and therefore you're burning more calories after the session it's recovering it's an afterburn effect and there's a lot of research to suggest that this can last for up to 24 even 48 hours if you're doing a really intense session so that's why often if you've done a really tough workout and you're like really hungry for a long time you feel like even the following day i get this where i'm like man i've got i'm hungry now how can i be wanting so much food it's because you're in that that oxygen debt you've got that uh, that calorie consumption debt so you need to actually refuel appropriately Number six, a big one for all of us. I am definitely guilty of this, or I have been guilty of this, and I try to catch myself if ever I fall back to old ways, and that's not eating in the moment. So don't eat in the moment. 
And it's a really funny one because all of us talk about, well, we want to be in the moment. We want to, you know, think about that run that you're doing while you're out there and listen to the trees and the wind and, you know, experience the life and all that. And it's wonderful. However, with eating, I would say do completely the opposite if you're trying to lose weight. <laughs> the reason being, I think if you go out and you have, I don't know, you have a beer or you have a pizza or you have some kind of food that is a reward meal for you and you feel like you've kind of justified it. What happens for many people is if you are not, if you are eating in the moment, the following day, you kind of forget what you just had. You know, yesterday you went out and you had a pizza, but that was yesterday. You've forgotten about it. So today's a new day and you'll eat whatever it is you intend on eating in that day. Whereas actually, I think if you're mindful of things, take a step back and look at your week as a whole. So I'll give you an example. You know, I... I, I'll eat everything. I love my food. I love a cold beer. We, I love pasta. I love going out for pizza. I love all that. But actually, I'm mindful of what I consume. So if we're going out, Martina and I, on like a Saturday night for a meal when we are allowed out, we'll be mindful all week of the fact we're going out for a meal on the Saturday night. And then we'll go out on Saturday. We'll have exactly what we want. We'll enjoy it. We won't be there calorie counting. We'll enjoy what we're doing. The following day, Sunday, we'll be mindful of the fact that actually we went out for a meal last night. So we'll make appropriate choices in the day. Because if you don't, if you literally just eat in the moment, one day blends into the next and one meal blends into the next. And actually what you end up doing is overeating. So I think it's something to really be mindful of is your calorie consumption across the week and avoiding eating purely in the moment. Number seven, I think this works really well, and that's curate your own personal recipe book. Now, I, I do this. I'm not, a, I'm not a chef at all. <laughs> I'm really not. <laughs> but I quite like cooking. I like having a play. I like doing a bit of baking. We've spoken about sort of healthy flapjacks on the show before and stuff. And I love all this. I'm into protein balls at the moment to, to fuel my long runs. That's what I create quite a lot of. And I, I share a lot of the recipes with my runners. Now, you know, if there's so many books out there and recipe books, but have you ever done that thing where you, you, you go, this is great, I'm going to cook this, and you make it, and it didn't quite work out, or it wasn't quite to your liking or expectations, it was a bit of a faff, there was so many ingredients, you just thought, you know what, forget it. But then you cook something else, perhaps in another book, where you go, this worked really well for me. Well, I would create your own personal recipe but with all the recipes from other books that really work for you so you might have a selection of breakfast a selection of snacks a selection of lunches a selection of dinners and you build that up over time you can almost create like a bit of a spreadsheet because what happens is if you think about it over 365 days across the year you don't have 365 breakfasts, 365 different lunches 365 different dinners you repeat stuff so if you've got very easy quick grab and go oh can't really be bothered to go shopping this weekend and think about what to do to meal prep what should we have right let's look what we've got let's look in our own personal recipe book the spreadsheet well we're just going to select some dinners from here we're going to select some lunches and here's all the ingredients you added to your shopping list boom done i think it can really solve the issues with thinking planning and preparing because sometimes that can give you a bit of a headache do you know i i had a, a thing where i used to do this at my mum's house and i used to really irritate her because um what i do is rather than curating my own recipe book what i do is i'd annotate her recipe book so like her recipe her delia smith book or whatever she got i got right in biro i go <laughs> add more of this do this do that <laughs> she's going what are you doing what are you doing she's she's going you're uh, you're, you're graffitiing on my book i'm going i'm not i'm curating Creating my own recipe book. That's what I'm doing. Be honest. Did you ever give Delia a beard? 
Uh, it wasn't a beard. We'll leave it, it, it there. It wasn't a beard. We'll leave it, it there. Wasn't we'll a leave beard. it there. But it was on the side of her head. But number seven, creating your own personal recipe book, I think can really help you. It just saves the thinking, the planning, the preparing, and you know that you've got at hand all those recipes that you know you are tried and tested by you. And last but not least, number eight, do not over do it so you still need fuel to run well of course you do we get a lot of people we hear a lot of people talking about a carb loading this gets perhaps sometimes too much attention or i need to carb load which basically means kind of over consuming carbohydrates to completely stock your energy levels ready for a particular training session or a run you don't need to carb load for a 10k you don't need to carb load for a half marathon and i would question carb loading to some degree for marathons but perhaps that's a topic for another show but make sure yes you need to feel well but just don't overdo it sometimes keeping things quite simple erring on the side of caution is the best approach particularly where losing weight is concerned so quick recap just to summarize very quickly eight thoughts tips considerations when using running to lose weight number one energy is king got to get that balance right energy in and energy out number two is know your obstacle what's your problem is it time is it knowledge lack of knowledge is it availability of of healthy foods know what the obstacle is know what you're tackling number three is create a deficit so ultimately whichever plan or process or system or diet you want to follow it is all about burning more than you consume and you've got to create a calorie deficit number four do not trust the tech whether that's a gps watch whether it's a treadmill in your local gym don't trust what calories it tells you that it's burnt because very often it is not accurate number five all runs are not created equal so you don't justify certain foods just because you've done certain runs or every run a 30 minute easy run is not the same in terms of calorie expenditure as a heavy interval session number six is don't eat in the moment think about your week as a whole look at everything my personal opinion is you don't need to cut out all the foods you love you just need to make sure that everything is in moderation as our grandma used to tell us and number seven create your own personal recipe book get a list spend some time creating all the recipes that you know work for you it'll save a lot of time and pain and number eight do not overdo it. Yes, you've got to fuel your runs, but don't overconsume. Some things to consider. Don't forget, in the next few weeks, we do have a nutritionist on the show. I think it's going to be great to pick her brains. Get out there. Go smash it. Don't overeat. For the show notes and video content, go to runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast and follow us on social media. It's hashtag Ask Jake, where we answer your training-related questions. And Jessica sent a message in. She has just received news that her marathon has been deferred. I think we kind of all knew this was going to happen with races of 2020. And she's naturally feeling, understandably so, a little bit disappointed. And she wants to know if I've got any tips on how to feel more positive about the situation. Well, look, here's the thing, Jessica. I think you do need to allow yourself a little bit of space to feel frustrated, because that's important. I think if you just sweep your feelings under the carpet as it were and don't allow yourself that time to feel almost annoyed and disappointed then it will come back to bite you in the future once you come out the other side then i think you can start to look at things through a more positive lens so how about seeing this as an opportunity putting right your training wrongs now all of us myself included don't train perfectly there's always things that we can improve for example it might be a lack of strength work that you were doing as part of your training for this marathon well now you could focus on that perhaps you were running too fast in most of your sessions for your own level of ability and that may be something that you start to correct or maybe you had poor commitment outside of your 
runs. So things like stretching may have been neglected or sleep or poor nutrition. So I think there's always something that we can do to improve and enhance our training, which will ultimately get you feeling better and ready for when we are out there racing again. So perhaps look at your training and ask the question, what do I need to do differently to help myself? And I think that can really help put you in a positive mindset. I hope that helps. Good luck with your training. Don't forget, it's hashtag Ask Jake. That's it for today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. Great to have your company. We'll see you back here next time. If you want to keep up to date with all the content from today's show, the show notes are on runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast. You can head over there, check out the photos, the videos, any recipes from any of the things that we talk about on the show can all be found there. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review, subscribe to the podcast. Oh, and one last thing. Every champion was once a contender who refused to give up. 